Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 34 of Revelation chapter 21. We're going to be reading Revelation 21, verses 22 and 23. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And I'll stop reading there. Now, we have seen... Uh, as we've gone verse by verse through this chapter, that God has been speaking of a spiritual city, a spiritual construction that he built um, upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the foundation, Christ who is uh, the Savior, the one that has put the city together, that has tempered the mortar through faith and put one living stone upon another living stone. Well, uh, God has spoken of the gates of the city, the wall of the city, the, the city itself, and now he's speaking of the temple. And he says, I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And that's a little surprising to us because, well, God uses the figure of a temple being built elsewhere in the Bible, and that temple is a similar picture. It's a picture of the body of believers. Solomon's temple was a historical parable of God building his house, which consists of everyone that he has saved. And then when it's complete, he indwells it. And so we wonder, why does he say, I saw no temple therein, in holy Jerusalem? For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. So on one hand, he says, I see no temple. On the other hand, there is a temple, but it's it's the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb that are that temple. Well, let's... First of all, take a look at what God says concerning the believers in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, concerning those that he has saved, beginning in verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Not you are, singular, but ye is Old English. It's a plural you. Ye are, meaning not just one individual, but all those that God has saved are the temple of God. And the temple is the same as the house of God. 
as um, God tells us in Hebrews, in chapter 3, it says in verse 4, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? Ye are the temple. We are the house of God. And and that is everyone that the Lord has saved, the whole company of the elect, have come together to form this spiritual building. Uh, so we are the temple, yeah. Um, the Apostle John, as God is showing him the vision of the holy city, he sees no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And that's what Jesus said in John chapter 2, when um, he was speaking of destroying this temple. It says in John 2, in verse 19, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. So Christ was referring to himself, and they were looking outwardly to the earthly temple, and, and that's what the natural-minded man tends to do when Christ speaks. Christ has a deeper spiritual meaning in view regarding temple, and man um, takes the, the earthly, physical, literal understanding of it and is wrong. Often, that's what happens with the Bible when people come to it and, and they look for the literal meaning uh, and not the spiritual meaning. And and so Jesus says he's the temple, and the Bible tells us, ye are the temple. Well, in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, beginning in verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. But the way Revelation 21 verse 22 sounds is that uh, God's the temple and the, the elect are uh, the ones inhabiting that temple that is God. But Ephesians 2 makes it sound and, and declares it's the body of believers that are the temple and God inhabits them or they are a habitation for God. You see how on one hand God is saying he's the temple, we dwell in him. On the other hand, we're the temple, he dwells in us. And, and that's because of what we read in John chapter 17 
in verse 21, it says that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me. That's Jesus speaking. And I in thee. So the Father is in Christ and Christ in the Father. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So there is this union, this, this unity that Christ speaks of concerning himself and the Father. We know that. Um, I and the Father are one. It says in John chapter 10. But with this statement and some others in the Bible, Jesus is bringing all those that he has saved into this arena of oneness with the Father, with himself. We are one in him. He is one in us. And that's because we are the body of Christ. And so God can say uh, he sees no temple therein. And this would actually be a reference to the earthly temple, the Old Testament temple or the New Testament churches and congregations typified by the temple. There is no more need, in other words, for God to have the type of a temple which always pointed to a spiritual truth there there's no more need for the type and the figure so there's no temple therein that 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 which typified in this world there there's no earthly temple and but there is the reality that it typified that the, the uh, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it, and we are His temple, it, all together in one perfect uh, unity in the new heaven and new earth. And then it goes on to say in verse 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Now, this is actually following along with verse 22. The city had no need of a temple. There was no temple in it. And now God's saying it has no need of the sun, neither of the moon. What does the sun, S-U-N, typify in the Bible? Well, the sun typifies God. In Psalm 84, in Psalm 84, verse 11, it says, For Jehovah God is a sun, the sun in the sky, is a sun and shield. Jehovah will give grace and glory, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Jehovah God is a son. And even if we go back to Psalm 19, God um, makes that kind of connection where he says uh, in um, verse 4, 
speaking of the the heavens above, their line is going out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, again, the sun up there in the sky, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. Who does the Bible say is the bridegroom? Christ is the bridegroom. Uh, uh, John the Baptist identified Jesus as the bridegroom. And all those that are saved are the bride of Christ. Well, here the link is made between the son and the bridegroom. Just as Psalm 84.11 makes the link between the son and Jehovah God. uh, Because Christ is Jehovah God. Uh, It's why Jesus is called the light of the world. And the moon, what does the moon typify? Well, if we go to Revelation 12, remember, God gives that um, picture of the woman who will eventually bring forth the man-child who is Jesus himself in verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, because the sun is a picture of Christ, and all the believers who the woman represents are clothed with Christ, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ's righteousness. So she's clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. The moon reflects the light of the sun. And the sun is God, and and the word of God would identify with the sun, and, and the moon reflects that light of God, his word, and and really that's what the Bible is, the written word of God is that which has come forth from God and and it it delivers to us upon the earth the word out of the mouth of God. It reflects the glory of God Himself. And the Word of God, the Bible, the law of God is under the feet of the woman because if the law were above her, if God's law were above her, she would be condemned. But because God has satisfied the law's demands, the law has nothing to say against the woman, the body of believers, has no fault that it sees, and therefore the law is under her feet, typified by the moon under her feet. Well, then how can we understand Revelation 21-23, the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. When the sun typifies God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the moon typifies the law of God, the Bible, we, we must be wrong. We have to be in error concerning the spiritual understanding of the sun and the moon. Because obviously, with the spiritual city, this heavenly uh, Jerusalem, that is made up of everyone God has saved, obviously God is there 
the eternal God is, is there. So isn't the Son there? And the Word of God is there, if God is himself present. So wouldn't the moon be there? Well, here we have an interesting thing going on. It Back in verse 22 and now in verse 23. The temple that's not in the new heaven and new earth, that's not a part of the holy Jerusalem, is the actual temple that's in the world. Likewise, there is no physical sun or, or physical moon to shine in the new heaven and new earth, in this holy city. They, they, there's no need. It's not necessary. The literal sun and moon, the celestial bodies that God placed in the sky serve their purpose well as as they declare throughout earth's entire existence the glory of God that the heavens showed forth his handiwork and it was a figure of the great light of the world Christ himself and and God himself the Lord God is a sun and a shield. And yet now this world has passed away and the types and the figures have passed away. And that's the point. That's the emphasis God is making in these verses. No temple therein and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. God no longer has need to use um, types and figures and parables and and uh, to paint pictures and and to use um, illustrations from the creation and and He's done a great deal of that in the Bible. When we look at the sea represents this, a tree can represent a man or Christ. Uh, the mountains represent kingdoms and, and the sun represents God, the moon, the law of God and, and, and on and on and on with the creation, the creation pointing to a deeper spiritual truth, the, the spiritual truth now has been fulfilled, now has come to pass. The the spiritual reality that these earthly things pointed to has now come to be. God is with his people. The earth and the heavens are passed away. The Lord has created a new heaven and a new earth and he will dwell with his people forevermore. Now remember one of the reasons why Christ spoke in parables? For you it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But for them, it's not given. Well, now there is no more them. There is no more stranger or uncircumcised. There are no more unsaved people. There are only the elect the children of God, adopted into the royal family, 
and and now God has formed the new creation. All is perfect once again. All is good. And uh, the people of God have received their new resurrected bodies and and they have a love for God uh, and a perfect desire to obey Him and a perfect ability to carry out that desire. There's a performance of the obedience and it will always be the case. And, and so God is speaking with his people face to face, plainly. He, he's not speaking, uh, in uh, parables or, or using allegories, uh, or all the riddles or anything like that. He is speaking plainly. The light is God. It, and the Lord Jesus Christ, they are the temple. They are the ones that are lighting the new wondrous heaven and earth and, and this holy city, Jerusalem. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.